friends, you're listening to episode 10 of the Project Stay Alive podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and today I am so excited to have my wife, Tori, join me on the podcast. This is something that I've been asking her to do for a while, and if you listen all the way through, which I hope you do, you will see that, or hear rather, that she is a little uncomfortable by it, and we're leaning into that today. Um... One, because I want her to, and she's my wife and she loves me, so she knows that if it's important to me, then that that's something that she'll work through. Um, but two, because this is a hard topic that we tackle. I mean, we don't tackle it, but we start to, and that is that marriages where one person, you know, has a mental illness and really struggles with it, um, can be made more difficult by that. And Tori is someone I would consider like neurotypical. Um, and I'm someone who has been really open about the fact that I'm not. And, um, you know, we have had, we have a beautiful relationship and, and we're both so grateful for it. And yet, um, there have been really deep uh, struggles as related to the way that I experienced the world. So today she was really kind um, and patient and she gave me 20 minutes of her time which if you knew Tori she's kind of a person of few words um, and she's got this like hidden humor that comes out that I just can't wait for you all to meet her so without further ado I hope that you enjoy this episode as always please rate subscribe um, recommend to your friends follow us on Instagram um, all of that information will be built into the show notes. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening. Here's Tori. Tori Beth, welcome to the podcast. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Are you still feeling a little bit nervous? Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. I'm a little bit nervous to have you, but really excited that you are brave and vulnerable and you're going to talk about what it's like to be married to me. Yes, I am. Okay. Tell everyone who you are, what you do, and why you care about mental health. Well, as Sarah already said, my name's Tori. I am Sarah's wife, for those of you that don't know. I am a deputy at a local sheriff's office here in the Portland metro area. Uh, and why I care about mental health. Um, firstly, because... I am with who I am with, and I love my wife a whole lot. Secondly, I am a deputy, so that is something that we encounter a whole lot in our line of work as well. So it's personal and professional for me. Are you a deputy? Yes. No, you're lying to everyone. You just got promoted to corporal. <laughs> well, I forgot already. You forgot. And it's, and it's not effective yet, so... Um, I'm really, really proud of this gal. She just recently got promoted to corporal and we're about to transition into um, married life of her being on night shift and me being on day shift. So um, stay tuned for how that affects <laughs> our mental health. Yeah. Okay, Tori, uh, tell everyone generally kind of what it's like being married to someone who struggles with their mental health. You're married to me and we've been... I think this is the thing in our marriage we've been the most private about. It's kind of a hard question, I think, um, because when I think about it, I always think more about work and people that are struggling with mental health issues that are not stable. 
and that's not the case in our marriage at all. So I don't think it's what a lot of people would imagine for the most part. It's not something that we struggle with or we fight about or comes up all the time. Um, and when it does, I always kind of have to take a step back and think about it, re remind myself that it, that it is a thing in our marriage, I guess. Okay, wait. <laughs> you don't... You don't think about my mental health struggle very often? Not when we're doing well, no. Oh my gosh, this is so fascinating to me because I feel like a, I think about it so much in relationship to our marriage. I think that you think about it in relationship to anything. Um, you're kind of that person to analyze everything that you do and how you interact with people and if it is because of your mental health that that's why you're interacting with them or if it's just because you're human. Um, and I think I give you the benefit of the doubt a lot more than you give yourself. That's probably true. Okay, interesting. Okay, so let's take it back. When we first started dating mm -hmm. uh, two years ago and you started to see kind of like bits and pieces of my mental health struggle kind of unfold... And wait, so where where was I two years ago in my mental health? Do you remember? Um, very early stages of recovery. From my eating disorder. From my eating disorder. Yeah. Almost not even right when we first got together. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I remember having a few, like, relapse weekends. But you were still seeing somebody else um, not in relation to your eating disorder. A on a pretty regular basis, yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, so talk about what it was like starting to date. Obviously, like, that was the most incredible time. We were so, like, obsessed with each other and couldn't <laughs> wait to see each other. We were doing long distance. But what was it like for you to start to see pieces of, like, wow, this girl's really struggling or has struggled or has to work really hard to stay alive? What is What was that? Tell me about that. I think at first it was, uh, is this something I want to do long term? Like, is that something that I really want to put myself into before we were, like, really serious? But it wasn't until we got pretty serious that you told me everything. Obviously, I picked up on a lot of things before that and kind of had an idea. Um, and I think at the point that you actually told me everything, I was already in it and wasn't going to go anywhere. Um, but there were still times when I was debating whether it was something I wanted to do or not. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Well, I think that you always kind of think about that. I mean, I'm also the type of person that really likes to be responsible for other people, so I had to step back and decide if, am I just trying to be responsible, or do I really love you? Yeah. Um, tell me about what the first signs or symptoms were that you started to pick up on. Definitely your eating disorder. I had been with somebody a long time ago that had an eating disorder and been around it, so I kind of knew a lot of the telltale signs of it. Um, and you didn't tell me about that for a long time. That mm -hmm. was probably one of the last things that you actually told me mm -hmm. about. Um, but I noticed a lot of things right away, and I tried not to push it, but I also wanted to try and be helpful, which I don't think was always very helpful. No, you were bad. Um <laughs> Mostly just, just pushing you to do the things that I wanted you to do. Right. 
so that took me a while to figure out how to approach the appropriate way. I kind of forgot about that, but I remember my eating disorder <laughs> voice hated you. <laughs> like, was like, wow, um, who are you? Why are you? Why are you coming in and trying to, like, adjust? Right things and like at that point it, it's weird I, I haven't been really open about my eating disorder on the podcast or, or that past of me because I'm like really so far into recovery now but um it's like you have a relationship with this other person and that that person is your eating disorder so my eating disorder person really did not like you because you wanted to like go out and do things and and go on dinner dates and go have right. wine and eat popcorn at the movies and like I had been isolated for so long not doing any of those things interesting okay anything else that you want to share about what it's like being married to someone now with mental health that was the beginning that that was the beginning yes um I think now it's more in a totally different spot uh obviously we still have our our moments and our fights and things that come up but you have worked really hard in the last year and a half at making it so that that's not a factor in our marriage yeah which is really awesome and makes me really appreciative but I still have to remind myself of that often also that you have worked really hard and that you're continuing to do so and when we do argue about something and maybe I have to put my anger or my pride aside which is not an easy thing for me to do sure it's not (laughs) but I am learning slowly how to do that and just take a second and take a breath and figure it out from there. I like it. Um, for everyone listening, I'm trying to teach Tori to uh, do a daily meditation. <laughs> it's not going well. Not going well at all. She, <laughs> she uh, you're starting, I think. No, yesterday you told me I actually didn't know how to meditate. No, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes it is. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, what has it been like watching my mental health change over the years? I, I can cycle sometimes kind of rapidly. So I could have like really friggin' awesome days and then like go into some really hard times. But generally like... Do you consider me in recovery right now, just from all of it? Yeah. Yeah. I think the hardest thing for me even now is that when you're having really hard days, you think that every day before that has been really hard. So even if we do have a really good day, reminding you of that is really difficult. Yeah, because I go into that like everything sucks and everything has sucked for a long time and everything will suck in the future forever and ever right yeah I definitely need to remember to check myself or like um try to be more present because those those things can just like cycle and take off well you've been doing those gratitudes is that what it's called yeah each day I think that's super helpful um not a not necessarily like in the moment that day like great that you wrote down a bunch of things that you're grateful for but maybe in the coming days when you don't have a lot of things to write down that you're grateful for like remembering all of those things from the past days that you are grateful for that's a good idea I could go back and like read them even yeah I like that 
Yeah, for everyone who doesn't follow my personal Instagram page, I think it's like, what's the name of it? Sarah, Sunshine Sarah? Yeah. I don't know. I'll put a link in the show notes if anyone's interested, but on um, my Instagram story every night, I've been posting a screenshot of my um, daily gratitude. So what, I wonder what it was last night. Let's see. Last night, it was a wife who bikes with me in the rain that I kept running from mile five to six when I didn't want to, that we had mocha ice cream after dinner, (laughs) that we made something in the crock pot, that my parents called me to say hi, that I had a really exciting phone call for the podcast coming up, that we rented a movie, and that we had farmer's market flowers. So, like, that's a lot to be grateful for. Yeah. It was a good day. That was a good day. I think you're right. I think that's something I need to keep doing. Okay. Um, What advice do you have for other partners or spouses um, who may be watching the person that they love struggle with depression or suicidality? I think the biggest thing is to not be pushy. I think I've had to figure out how to not want to fix everything right away and I still try to um and probably always will but realizing that you're not going to fix things in a day and if I push you to try and do something it's less likely that you're actually going to do it um and just giving you options and being encouraging if you want to do them or don't want to do them but also that there's a line and we've talked about it a lot of times that if it gets to the point where I think that you are actually going to harm yourself, I'm going to take you somewhere. Yeah. Or intervene in some fashion. Right. Yeah, we have that agreement. Yep. I think it's okay to set up agreements like that in relationships or marriages. That That's not something that is controlling. That's just a, a tool we're using to gauge where you're at. That's something that my nutritionist, when I was in recovery or not not in recovery but working towards recovery was doing with me um she was like look we'll continue to see each other every week and do this but know that I know that you're still engaging in these behaviors that are unsafe and when you get to that point I'm gonna tell you like Sarah you're at that point and I remember the day that she said Sarah you're at that point and we're going to the hospital and that's what we're doing I really hope that you and I never have to get to that point. (laughs) Agreed. Um, So you mentioned having to let me follow my process. What has it been like for you lately as you watch me? So for everyone listening, I've been doing an intensive outpatient DBT program, which has been like incredible for skill building, right? Yeah. For the last 10 months. Um, and people might probably think that when we're talking about this that I'm like so not okay, but I'm like really okay. I'm just engaged in a lot of things to stay okay. Yeah. Um, what's it been like the last few weeks watching me decide that I'm going to transition out of DBT and start doing more rewarding things with my time instead of going to all these appointments? Uh, it's been hard. I think that especially when you made that decision, I didn't feel like you were in a very good spot to be making that decision or deciding that that's not something you were going to do. Um, but I, I wholeheartedly agree with 
doing things that you enjoy more and I know especially since you've been in that program and going to other appointments that it's been really hard to have enough time and energy to make sure that we do things that we want to do um so I think that I've been pretty encouraging on the doing stuff that you want to do but also nervous about you not going to that anymore yeah yeah that that was the, like an epiphany I had that I was like, I'm going to DBT twice a week. My personal therapist once a week. Right. I also have to see a psychiatrist like once a month. And then we have a puppy who has to go to puppy school. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, I'll, so I just felt like my life was consumed by my eight to five and then my after work appointments. And like, I wasn't able to do any of the things that I wanted to do. And I felt depressed because of it. Right. And now, in the last week, we've ran and biked three times. Yep. We've watched... How many movies have we watched? Quite a few. Two? Three? Three or four. Three? Four? We've watched a lot of movies. Oh, my gosh. Uh, And we went to a movie the other night. I started reading a book, Mm -hmm. which is incredible. And I think I'm feeling pretty happy about life. Yeah. Yeah. What other advice do you have for... How spouses or partners or even just friends, right, of family members, of people who are struggling with their mental illness, what advice do you have about taking care of yourself? Um, and not so that you could take care of me, because I think that I take care of myself, but, but so that you feel like you're rejuvenated and this whole happy, excited person that you bring your full self into our marriage. How do you, what do you do for that? I think you have to have time for yourself kind of do your own thing like you and I we don't always do things together you like to run way more than I like to bike with you when you run um and there's things that I do that you don't enjoy either so doing our own thing and having some space I think having someone to talk to is always a good idea also whether that be a therapist or a friend or just somebody that you trust that you can talk to about everything that's going on yeah is that why you go to those damn Trailblazers games? Yes. Yes, it is. And I will never take Sarah, so. <laughs> so, Tori has season tickets to the Trailblazers, the Portland Trailblazers. They're a basketball team, for, if you don't speak sports. And, um, I mean, to say it drives me crazy is like an understatement. Because I had no idea that there's so many basketball games in a season (laughs) I think Sarah thought it was like football where you go to eight or ten games total maybe oh my you go to like eight games a week during basketball (laughs) season so taking care of yourself by not being so fused all the time is the advice that you have yeah yeah I like it this has been a short podcast episode probably because I was so nervous (laughs) Do you have any other, like, like pieces of wisdom that you want to share? I don't think so. I think if I would be open to people reaching out to me if they have specific questions about being married to someone that struggles with mental health. But I don't know that I am the end-all be-all for advice. That's okay. You don't need to be. I'll love you anyways. <laughs> um, one last question for you. Because this is something that I've thought about so much in my life. And I know that we've had this conversation. Um, I have so much shame around this like rap list of diagnoses that I've been given. 
over the course of my life, but really it just all makes up this cool human that I am that you chose to marry. So what would you tell someone who is going to marry or date or, you know, be friends with somebody who might express their own list? How would you explain to them that that's not necessarily representative of their personhood? Well, I think I talked about that a little bit at the beginning, that you think that a lot of your actions or your behavior are specific to your mental health, and I think that I give you the benefit of the doubt a lot more to you just being a human, and that it's, it, it isn't always, it is sometimes, but that that's not, that it isn't who defines you, it's not the person that you are all the time. Yeah. You're the best. I just love you. Oh, I love you. Even though you made me do this podcast. Oh my gosh, stop it. <laughs> okay, Tori, let's do those closing questions. <laughs> Tell the podcast one thing you have coming up that you're really excited for. Oh, that's hard. I know. I mean, I'm excited to be a corporal, as we talked about at the beginning. I just got promoted. I'm not so stoked for going to night shift, but we will figure it out, and it'll be great. Yeah. Do you know why I asked that question? No. So that's one of the things that keeps people alive. If they have something that they're looking forward to next week or tomorrow, if they're really suicidal or like having a moment where they don't want to live anymore, they can think about that thing good question tell everyone one thing that you want them to know about mental health I think what I said a few minutes ago it it doesn't define somebody and that you gotta give them the benefit of the doubt yeah I love it give everyone one reason to stay alive today because it's almost Christmas it is and I can't wait Okay, well, what about for people who don't practice Christmas? Uh, it, there's almost snow here, which comes along with Christmas, and the snow is pretty awesome. Did you know that Timberlane opened two runs today from 10 to 3? That's how much snow we're getting um, in Oregon right now is that if people are skiing right now. It's awesome. That's <laughs> what we need to be doing. Yeah. Tori, I love you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You're welcome. I can't wait to bring you back. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for listening to my episode with my wife, Tori. I hope that you enjoyed it. The second that we stopped recording, well, one, Tori was like, thank God, because she had so much, like, anxiety built up around finally coming on the podcast. But two, I had all of these other questions that I wanted to ask questions about law enforcement and stigma and the mental health system and I figured that today is not a great day to just bombard her with all of my questions so I am hoping that we'll be able to bring her back onto the podcast um, because I really just wanted to focus on you know marriage and partnership um, and living with mental illness but I think stay tuned because there will be more from Tori in the future I've also got some really exciting um, episodes coming up for you. So please keep watching the social media and, um, you know, be subscribed on that little purple app or Spotify or whatever you're using to uh, listen to the podcast. Thank you so much for your time and I can't wait to see you all soon.